Friends, widespread food shortages are next. At any moment, it feels like it's going to hit the fan. Are you ready? Do you have at least three months worth of food stocked up? If not, go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com where you'll find new, lower prices from My Patriot Supply. Plus, save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit and get free shipping, 11 free survival tools as a gift, a $188 value. This kit gives you breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough food for one person for three solid months. It provides 2,000 calories a day to keep you well-fed. Save $200 per kit when you stock up now. My Patriot Supply is on your side. They're charging less to help more families like yours. Make sure to get one kit per person so you don't run out. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com right now and save $200 per kit. Your kits will ship fast and free. With the world on the brink of chaos, don't take chances. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com. here. There are so many uncertainties in this world, but there's one thing that I can tell you for sure. Everything, and I mean everything that's been prophesied in the Word of God, will come to pass. And it is coming to pass. Men and women, inspired by their own imaginations and Satan himself, will continue to push against the betterment and the welfare of all humanity until the prophecies of God's word are fulfilled. I hear people say, God is sovereign, and that's true. But what it means is not that God will intervene in the plans of evil men until the very end, until the time he has predetermined to end it. And in the meantime, we have two choices. We can acquiesce, we can submit to their tyranny, we can be compliant to their evil, or we can stand against it. The choice is ours. The world is waking up, and I pray you are as well. A new world order. A new world order. A new world order. Uh, 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 order. Uh, a new world order. To forge a new world order. Defense Secretary Dick Cheney has approved a revised draft of a policy document on the new world order. So we have countries that are respecting the rules, and we have countries that are respecting their national interests going beyond the rules. And that is what is happening, and we have to take into consideration the world order. Uh, here at WEF, I believe we're discussing, um, there's a lot of discussion about what the, the new world order will be. I believe perhaps we are at the moment in such a hyper-partisan, 
hyperpolarized time that we're not going to be able to form uh, that new Helsinki uh, today. I hope this time around, once we're building this new world order or new rules-based order, the voice of the global south and the developing world is included. After Mr. Musk took over the Twitter with his freedom of speech absolutism, um, we are the protectors of freedom of speech as well. But at the same time, we cannot accept, the, for instance, the, the illegal content online and so on. So uh, our message was clear. We have the rules which, has to, which have to be complied with and otherwise there will be sanctions. We've been lied to uh, by government officials uh, and uh, corporate types about absolutely everything to do with this, this so-called virus pandemic, the severity of the public health threats, the necessity to lock down uh, asymptomatic transmission, the use of masks, mass testing, and finally, uh, vaccines. Every single part of the narrative, every single part is a lie, scientifically proven. And, and I know that the people like Fauci, like Sir Patrick Balance, were lying through the TVs to the audience because we share a common training. I, sh I trained at the same kind of universities at the same time, that meant we had the same foundational training, for example, in immunology. And then when they said things I knew were not true, I knew that they knew that too, and that they were lying to you. And that was what kickstarted me from very early on. So basically, they're not frightened of people like me, because they figure that I won't be heard. So here's the thing, please, listener, uh, what I ask you to do is memorize two or three of the most powerful things I told you. You please, you must go and tell 10 other people. Don't, please don't tell me it's hard. I know it's hard. I've been trying to do this film for three years. But the only way we'll win is if you tell 10 other people. The mass media is never going to tell them, right? They're never going to tell them. And they won't work it out on their own. They're still in the narrative. What I think is going to happen, and I wish I wasn't being right, I think they will make uh, digital ID mandatory, not necessarily vaccine passport, but that would do. Digital ID will become mandatory. You will not be able to shop or travel or work without it or get healthcare. And I think the other thing they'll do is withdraw cash and replace all currency with central bank digital currencies. At that point, Alex, if they if they say if you don't get your next jab, we won't we'll not allow you to buy gasoline or travel or buy food, that that the system I've just described is trivial, it's already ready to go. And so fear drove the lockdown. It was the strictest of peacetime regimes with untold damage to businesses, education, mental health and family life. In this atmosphere, deepened by fatality numbers which experts now tell us were inflated, the only way out, apparently, was vaccination. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be in the end your route to liberty. For the world at large, Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. And once vaccines were approved, the promotional campaign went into overdrive worldwide. Our fellow Americans, the science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. My name is Michael Kane. I've just had a vaccine for COVID. It's really important to know that the vaccines have all been through and met the necessary safety and quality standards. 
there's no evidence that it affects fertility. So roll up your sleeve. It's not just your own life you'll be saving, it's other people's lives too. Trust the science and the money. The vaccine rollout was a logistical triumph and may well have prevented hospital admissions and deaths. But when 9 million adults in the UK chose to remain jab-free, the nudge became a threat. No jab, no job. Vaccine passports and vilification of what were termed the anti-vaxxers. The nut jobs, the anti-vaxxers, dangerous obsessives. I don't want them sitting next to me in the theatre. I don't want them standing next to me at the theatre bar. I don't want them next to me or anywhere near me or even in the same carriage on the train. Frankly, if, you, if you're not vaccinated, you're, you're eligible and you've got no health reason for not being vaccinated. You're not just irresponsible. I mean, you're an idiot. When you use unethical psychology on a population, you actually start to see splits and divisions occurring. And that's really dangerous because you also encourage othering or the demonization of people. So we see that kind of, not just fear being raised, but also anger being raised as well. They deserve to be punished, and I've told my friends this as well. In fact, I have blocked my friends who have said they're not giving the jab. They are dead wood in my eyes. Tens of thousands of people would not bow to the drive for mass vaccination. They demanded choice, and they accused the mainstream media of promoting government propaganda. Turn to the Sage playbook. It says, use media to increase a sense of personal threat, a sense of responsibility to others, and to promote positive messaging. Immediately, the regulator Ofcom asked broadcasters to take note of the significant potential harm that could be caused by material misleadingness in relation to the virus or public policy regarding it. They warned of taking appropriate regulatory action on any breaches. And note the date. It's the same day the SAGE document was approved and the Prime Minister spoke to the nation. Cue the BBC. So, on journalistic point we actually don't, as a matter of editorial policy, we don't debate to anti-vaxxers whether they're right yeah. or wrong. We actually don't do that all the way from the USA, especially to speak to you today, severely injured, Kat Parker. Make some noise, guys. Wow. This is a lot of people. This is a lot of people to come out and support us, and we really, truly appreciate it. I am severely vaccine injured. I have Parkinson's disease at 50. I have narcolepsy, sleep apnea, adrenal insufficiency, blood clots and bleeding, dysautonomia, Bichette's disease, and the list goes on and on. I took my shot in April of 21 at J&J, and I was told it was my menopause that was causing issues. Took the Pfizer shot in November, and within two weeks, my hair started falling out. I was a project manager at a construction company, and I was a concert photographer. I can't do any of that anymore. I'm actually fully disabled now. I tried to get my kids to take the shot because I believed in it. I had to take it from my job. 
I used to work for the government as a police officer. So I trusted my government. I do not trust them anymore. None of them I trust anymore. So for y'all to be here to support us, injured or not, we greatly appreciate it, but we have to get to a point where we get pissed off, not destructive, but pissed off because they're coming after our children. I'll be damned if I have anyone that does this to my kids. There will be no stone unturned that I would not turn to go after these people. So you have to get to a point, you share it with your neighbors, you share it with your friends, your family, no matter anyone that will listen to you and tell them that this is not misinformation. This is truth. Opinion does not trump truth at all. Don't take another one. Don't take one at all. Don't give it to your kids or your family or anyone, your friends. And be adamant about it. Because this is their lives we're talking about. I've seen so many people die from this recently. 20 people committed suicide in the last two months in our group. 20. I don't sleep because I try to keep the people from committing suicide. I coordinate medical and therapists from across the sea, from my desk in my house. So if I'm willing to do it for everyone in the world, I hope you're willing to do the same. We have to start loving each other instead of hating each other. This is a, not a political problem, this is a humanitarian problem. And the people that are doing this to us are making money off of our deaths and our demise. So until we get to a point where we get pissed off enough and we defund them completely, and that includes Pfizer, Moderna, all the rest of them that have been doing this for years, we have to stop it. So whatever you can do, non-destructively please, do it, please. Our, all of our lives, your children's lives, your grandchildren, your friends, your family, it all depends on it. I don't want to die. I don't want you to die. Okay? Thank you. You're in panic mode. The reason the globalists are scared is because you did your due diligence, you did the work, you spread the word, you planted the seeds, you got ridiculed, you got censored, you got attacked. And, and, and so now we're in a real fight with the global controllers, all right? I mean, we got their attention. We are beating the hell out of them. We're, we're politically, nonviolently breaking their ribs, gouging out their eyeballs, pulling out their teeth, slamming their head to concrete, okay? And we come to Psalm 2. Let's look at it. The verse says, Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us tear their fetters apart and cast their cords from us. You know, when I read that, I said, you know, here's the description of the World Economic Forum going on right now. Now, the problem is they got bioweapons labs everywhere. They got nuclear weapons, they got armies of scum that work for them, pedophiles, 
devil worshippers, degenerates, and they're really thinking about turning it all loose and causing a giant global civil war and a collapse. The good news is they were going to do that regardless. Now we're going to force them to do it on our terms and we're going to win. But I can offer you nothing but hell in the next 10 years. Nothing but absolute hell. So you're not in your bed sucking your thumbs when these people hit. Because if you think getting in a catatonic position like a baby and curling up in a ball is going to protect you, I got news for you, it ain't. These people are devil-worshipping pedophiles. And they've got their operatives everywhere who are spiritually ignited and spiritually energized against us. And they're in the banks, they're in the police departments, they're in the law firms, they're in the universities, they're in the schools, they're in the, they're everywhere. Because when you have this type of consolidation, apostasy is much easier when people band together. The whole Tower of Babel episode needs to be understood in the light of Genesis 3.15. The devil in this story is trying to consolidate humanity in open rebellion against God to destroy the holy line, to totally corrupt and demoralize the world so that the promised Messiah who would crush the serpent's head would not be able to come. In one great apostate united system against God. You might call this a new world order. One like Vladimir Putin has now upset this this balance of the new world order that they were trying to achieve by by going into Ukraine. The evil people want to run things. And I know that people like General Flynn is like kind of a, what I call him like a, a military Amish person. Not only because he's against technology, he, he thinks it's, he thinks it's at a subconscious level, a little too worldly to want to be the leader. A little too pushy to come out and, 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 and just, you know, it's just not, well, it's a little, little arrogant. It's a little egotistical. No, it's not. No, it's not. We're going to lead or we're going to die. Canadian veteran and political activist Jeremy McKenzie, known as the Raging Dissident, was just notified that he can no longer do banking in Canada. As part of ending the relationship towards it today, um, you're not to visit any of the Scotiabank branches or bank premises in person without first getting uh, written consent in advance from the bank, from management. So I'm banned um, from the bank. But it doesn't matter if you are a political activist or an obedient sheep, because the banks are planning on taking all of your money to pay off their debts. I mean, it's a little bit conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be. That's The FDIC currently has less than $200 billion in assets to insure over $9 trillion. That's just 1.3%. They know that a system collapse is coming, and they are already planning for bail-ins. As trust begins to fail, the people will begin to withdraw their funds, which will only guarantee a banking collapse. This is known as a bank run. In 2012, the International Monetary Fund, known for their reputation of coercion, violence, and extortion, published staff discussion notes entitled From Bailout to Bail-In, Mandatory Debt Restructuring of Systemic Financial Institutions. After the 2008 crisis, the world learned what a bailout is. Trillions of taxpayer dollars printed out of thin air to pay off the bankers' bad habits. 
It was hugely unpopular, but pales in comparison to a bail-in. So what exactly is a bail-in? It is officially obfuscated with elaborate equations, but to put it simply, it is when the bank steals your money directly from your account. They called it haircuts when they did it in Cyprus back in 2013, which the courts later ruled was legit. And a recent video on TikTok shows that the new bail-ins may have already begun. So I'm a Bank of America and everybody's missing money. I'm also missing money over $1,300 and they're telling me to call customer service. And they, and, and they keep hanging up on people. This is another person here is also missing money. So we're trying to see what's going on. Money's missing today and we need our money. And they're already telling us to call customer service. And customer service ain't doing nothing about it. So... Just a heads up, if anybody's experiencing this, please let us know, because this is not right. I'm missing $1,400 from my account, and they're telling me that there's no way they can help us. This guy's missing money, too. This other person is missing money, too. And this, you missing money, too? There you go. So this is not something that's just one person. This is everybody's happening to them, and this is crazy. This is very crazy. Yes, Bank of America decided to take people's money without their consent, and we're asking what's going on, and they're giving us a runaround. Everybody for the same thing, man. Same thing. There's a link in the description box below if you'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. He's not a crutch. He's my life. And he died to forgive us of our sins that he might be the Lord of our lives. He's the only refuge, no matter what all of us face. And there's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So if you'd like to know him as your personal Lord and Savior, go down in that description box below and click on that link. Do it now. Think about it. 